C3 Memphis is, is live in three, two, one. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I'm full. <laughs> We're glad you guys joined us today. We are Christ Community Church. We're going to play some songs this morning. We encourage you guys to worship along with us. If I ever needed someone, I need you. Lord, if I ever needed someone, I need you. To see me through the daytime and through the long, lonely night. To lead me through the darkness on into the night to stand with me when I'm in trouble stand with me in trouble help me through my strife when times get so uncertain I turn to you in my young life Lord if I ever needed someone I need you Lord, if I ever needed someone, I need you. Someone to hold on to. Someone to hold on to. Keep me from all fear. Keep me from all fear. Someone to be my guiding light. Keep me ever dear. To keep me from my selfishness. Me from my sorrow to lead me on to givingness so I can see tomorrow. Lord, if I ever needed someone, I need you. Lord, if I ever needed someone, I need you.
Good morning, C3 family. This is your call to worship for today. Today, I'm reading Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. No height or depth can separate Your steadfast love who can't escape Your faithfulness and endless sea So full of grace and mercy We sing God is so good God is so good God is so good He's so good to me Oh honey by the past no more Since has been restored, forgiveness flows from your veins, your kindness shown in all your ways. We sing, God is so good, God is so good, God is so Alone. 
Welcome to Christ Community Church. Welcome to Christ Community Church and happy Thanksgiving. We hope that it was a wonderful time of rest and family and good food on Thursday. Got my Christmas tree put up. And my wife has been warning us careful, to, put tread, the, careful, uh, tread, to put the Christmas tree up for a month. Uh, but we, uh, <laughs> thankfully, we waited till Thanksgiving. So it, to but put it's it up. up. Hooray! So, anyway. Welcome, yes. happy Thanksgiving. And I didn't fall off the ladder, so that was a blessing. We have a ladder that is almost tall enough yes. for this tree. So I have to stand on the bar that says this is not a step. Maybe you shouldn't and, uh, say that part. I don't stand on that. <laughs> no, he does not. Um, okay, well, I'm going to open this morning with a reading a passage about Thanksgiving, yeah, about we're talk about, gratitude. Would you we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and gratitude and being thankful this morning in honor of... Uh, the day. The, the day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, please. Okay, I'm reading from Psalms 118, Psalm 118 uh, verses 19 through 29. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. It's a great passage. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, I hear, listening to you read it again makes me wish that we would just spend some time talking about that passage, but we'll do that a, Maybe. another time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to start off by just stating that Thanksgiving is uh, my favorite of all the holidays. You know that. Um, it's the most lovely and the most unique of all the holidays that we celebrate here in America, at least from my perspective. Um, it's that moment between dashing from Halloween to Christmas that we stop just a moment between the yellow, I mean, between the orange and the black and the red and the green, uh, between the... Um, the, the candy and the presents, that moment that we, we stop, we pause, 
and we give thanks for the blessings that God has poured out upon us. Um, Thanksgiving, as I said, is my personal favorite of all the holidays uh, for a lot of reasons. One being its simplicity, its its um, its purity. Um, it hasn't, at least not yet, it hasn't been defiled or devoured by the hype and the the commercialism and the fanfare that Halloween and Christmas have been engulfed by. It's my favorite because it emphasizes family and home and a meal. I find it very significant that Thanksgiving centers around the family, the home, and a meal. Yeah, the table. Are, the table, which is a... The, it is. Uh, if you read Exodus 12, when God told Israel to create their most important holiday, the Passover. The Passover centers around mm. the family. You're supposed to do it as a family. And you're supposed to do it at home, not at the te- temple of the synagogue. And you're supposed to do it around a meal. Mm. I, I find that significant. Uh, I find how, uh, Thanksgiving very unique in that it is one of the uh, unique things about the American heritage that we enjoy. Um, Every land, every country, every people group have holidays where they celebrate uh, and emphasize their independence and their achievements. But only America, out of all the countries in the world, only America has set aside a day to remember our blessings and to give thanks for the privilege of being a part of this country. I find that uh, very, very uh, interesting and important as an American to know that. Um, I think that Thanksgiving, um, if celebrated well, really reveals something about our heart, um, what we build our life on. And uh, if it's not celebrated well, that also reveals something about our heart. Um, You know that other than John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart's my favorite actor. Um, And he was in a movie a zillion years ago called Shenandoah. Mm -hmm. And it's about a, a man, Jimmy Stewart, his name was Mr. Anderson. And he was a very successful, wealthy, prosperous, powerful farmer with all these sons and uh, um, a daughter, too, uh, at least one daughter. And um, I hadn't seen it in years, but uh, I'll never forget, um, <laughs> he, uh, he had gathered the family around the table, and in honor of his dead wife, who would have come back to haunt him if he didn't say grace uh, over the food, he prayed this prayer. He said, Lord... We've cleared and plowed and prepared the land. We've sowed and harvested it as well. We've cooked the harvest. It wouldn't be here for us to eat if we hadn't done all of this ourselves. We've worked dog bone hard for every crumb and morsel, but we give you thanks just the same. Amen. Yeah, what a what a what an attitude that is so prevalent 
that, yeah, I'm supposed to say thanks, but at the end of the day, at my core, in my heart, um, uh, I did. Every, I've done it. It's all because of me. Yes, thanks, but it's it's me. It's all me. Um, what a what a contrast to that prayer to what William Bradford, the governor, the first governor of the Plymouth Colony, the governor of the Pilgrims. Uh, listen to what he says. This is the governor of the Pilgrims of Plymouth Colony. He says. Inasmuch as the great Father has given us this year an abundance of uh, of corn and wheat and beans and squash and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea to abound with fish and clams, and inasmuch as He has provided, uh, has I'm sorry, and inasmuch as He has protected us from the ravages of our enemies and from pestilences and diseases and has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience. Now I, as your governor, do proclaim that all you pilgrims with your families gather together at the meeting house between 9 and 12 on Thursday, November 29th, 1623, that was the very first Thanksgiving, and listen to your pastor as he teaches God's word and give thanks to your almighty God for all of his blessings. What a, what a contrast in, in going through the motions of saying thanks, but really everything I've got that's good is because of me, versus somebody who truly recognized and declared that every good thing that we are experiencing and enjoying today is a gift from God. I think it really shows a stark contrast in what the Bible from beginning to end contrasts between the heart of a fool and the heart of a wise man. One that really believes that all they have they created, they accomplished, they gained versus the heart of somebody who recognizes that every good thing they have is a gift from God. The, the, the contrast in the heart of a fool versus the heart of a wise man. Nebuchadnezzar was an example of the first. In, in uh, chapter 4 of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the, the king of the Babylonians, uh, was living in his capital, uh, Babylon, And uh, he says this, it says, Nebuchadnezzar gazed over the city of Babylon and said, Look at this great and beautiful city that I have built by my own mighty power to display to all my majestic splendor. Versus the heart of uh, a person who would see things very differently. The wisest man that ever lived, the Bible says, Solomon, he prayed this when he had finished building the temple. He said, O God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give you anything? All that we have has come from you. And we give to you only from what you have first given to us. 
I just find that contrast between those two hearts incredibly revealing and incredibly convicting, to be quite honest with you. Um, the Bible says that in the last days, the days that uh, near the return of Christ, that there will be an increase in evil. And one of the manifestations of that evil, that increase of evil, will be an increase of ingratitude. Hmm. And I wanna, I'm going to read two verses to you, Shirley, and I want you to think about, they, they both talk about ingratitude. They both talk about the, the, the end of time as we prepare and come close to the return of Christ. And um, in the first one, I want you to listen, to listen to the impact that ingratitude has upon our hearts. Paul says in Romans 1, Though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or give Him thanks. But instead, their minds turned to worthless things and their hearts became dull and full of darkness. People who do not recognize and express gratitude to God, it says that they're, they turn to worthless things, number one. But then it says that their hearts become dull and full of darkness. It's a powerful impact that ingratitude has upon us. It's an interesting and, word, that dull, that a heart yes. turn dull. Well, that inability to, you, there comes a point when I stop giving thanks Yeah. that I, I, I believe what Paul's saying there is, there comes a point if I stop giving thanks that I stop even having the ability to recognize what I ought to give thanks for. Yeah. I become numb. Can't see it anymore. I can't see it. I become blind to the very things that should fill me with gratitude. And the, the next bit about the darkness, perhaps, I hadn't thought about it until this very second, that's when you can only see, or perhaps one could only see darkness, or mainly see yes. negativity, yeah. darkness. The blessings are no longer visible. They're, they're there, but we can't see them yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. I haven't practiced try, seeing them. Yes. Uh, the other verse is in 2 Timothy 3, which Paul also wrote. And Paul says this, notice, to, notice the company that ingratitude keeps. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, men will be lovers of self and lovers of money. They'll become proud and boastful, arrogant, revilers of good, disobedient to parents, and they will become ungrateful and unholy. I find that very significant that those are serious flaws. Those yeah. are serious problems for the most part. Unholy, disobedient, a revilers of good, arrogant, boastful, proud, lovers of self, lovers of money. I mean, who would want, we would be so ashamed of, of, re, of realizing that those things Define us, describe us. Right in the middle of there yeah. is this 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 ingratitude. Um, I just want to stop and say one thing here, and that is that God does not. The Bible is filled with commands that we should be thankful and give thanks. That we should be grateful and we should express that gratitude. The Bible is filled with commands, not just suggestions, but commands that we do that. I think it's important for us to recognize God doesn't command us to be grateful and express thanks for His sake. Mm. God doesn't need our gratitude. 
Ingratitude, our ingratitude does not upset God. God gives to us because that's his nature. That's who he is. God is love, and love by definition gives. Um, It's like the sun warms the earth whether we give thanks or not. Uh, uh, Fountains, uh, springs give us water to drink whether we're grateful or not. Uh, Trees produce fruit for us to enjoy. Whether we say thank you to them, God... It's the nature of the thing. It's the nature of those things to give out of their abundance to bless us. Now, they do it involuntarily, whereas God voluntarily gives out of his abundance and pours that abundance into our lives. But he does not, he's not mad if we're not grateful. Gratitude is important. Gratitude is commanded, but it's not for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last week, if you watched, I read a passage from um, one of my favorite writers, Annie Dillard. Yes. And believe it or not, I'm going to read it again. I never do that, but these two I asked you to. these two messages are linked in this. I want to give you the background of the the essay. She wrote an essay entitled "An Expedition to the Pole." It's not an it's not an easy essay. No, it's not. It's not. I've read it so many times that I'm not. <laughs> me. I'm just now making sure I understand what it means. She uses as the backdrop of her point these um, over and over and over these historical references to the first groups, the first parties, the first men who who went to the pole, right, to the South Pole, who could get there first, uh, and what the conditions were like, what what, what they took with them, who, and the first ones, of course, the first expeditions, almost everyone everyone died, and looking at that and and why they died and what what was happening, and what she writes about in this particular essay is that the men in those first explorations— we're not fully aware of the conditions. That they were going to experience. That's right. How cold it was and so how harsh it was. How strong the winds were going to be. How, how they were going to get stuck in those ice flows. Yes, they, they, yeah. they, the land, how it would, they, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The conditions, they just were not aware. They weren't aware of them and they weren't prepared for them. Yes. So what they did was they took the things, and this is the point for today, they took the things with them that they just normally would have. For example, one of the first expeditions from England took silver, all the family's silver. Silver teapots and silver coffee cups. And the family's silver with the crests on it, and they brought an organ so they could have entertainment, which is lovely, but just not for that particular condition. What you needed was mittens, not an organ. And so they, they they brought gentility, which, again, is lovely, but... Mm-hmm. Not for the, they were not prepared for the conditions yes. in which they found themselves. Yeah. And so in that idea, um, they, were, they weren't ready. They had not practiced. And she says this again, God does not demand that we give up our personal dignity, that we throw ourselves in, that we throw in our lot with random people and lose ourselves and turn from all that is not him. God needs nothing, ask nothing demands nothing like the stars. It is a life with God that demands these things. Those guys weren't ready and so for the conditions, and so they, they were lost. The exact same is true of us. If we're not practiced in the, for the conditions, if I'm not practicing gratitude now 
for conditions to come, then when those conditions come, if this They'll is true... They'll define us rather than our gratitude. If I won't even not, know how to be grateful. I haven't exactly. practiced it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You do not... Oh, here it is. You do not have to do these things. I don't have to practice gratitude. You don't have to practice no, gratitude. You don't no. have to practice gratitude. God won't be mad at us if we don't. God does not, I regret to report, give a hoot. Mm. <laughs> you do not have to do these things unless you want to know God, unless you want to be prepared for what is to come. These things, last week you talked about faith, this week gratitude, these things work on us, yes. me, not on Him. Yes. And, you know, if you, as one of your mentors taught us years ago that if you live long enough, <laughs> you have a turn. Yeah. Everybody that lives long enough gets a turn. And what she was referring to was a turn at great difficulty. Yeah, she was in a, um, an older lady in yeah. a very hard spot. I said, I'm yeah. so sorry you're in this hard spot. And she said, if you live long enough, everybody gets in the spot. Everybody that lives long enough is going to go through times of great difficulty and suffering. The question's not, how can I avoid those? The question is, how am I going to respond when I go through them? And have I come to that condition with the wrong stuff? Have I brought my family silver teapot to a yes. battlefield? Yes, yes. Because if I have, I'm not prepared. I have prepared the wrong things for the moment. Yes, and my, as I said earlier, our gratitude is not for God's sake. So if it's not for God's sake, if God doesn't care. God's going to give out of His abundance to us, whether we're thankful or not. It's me who finds uh, myself yeah. in spot with, without the armament. Exactly. So if it is a big deal to God that we are grateful and express our gratitude, why? Why is it a big deal to God if it doesn't impact Him? And I think the answer, at least part of the answer is because... People that have learned to be thankful, to express gratitude for the blessings that they are giving, it has an incredible impact upon them. Yeah. It, 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 um, when, when I give thanks, when I express gratitude for the joys that I experience in life, it extends those joys even further than the experience. It magnifies and multiplies and 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 grows that that the joy that I got in the experience increases when I then give thanks for that joy. That's I mean we see that. That's yeah. why lovers praise each other. They're, they're, that experience that they had earlier is multiplied. It's extended. It it's drawn out when they praise each other. When we give praise to a chef for a meal, or we give praise to a coach uh, who led us to this incredible victory, or we give gratitude, express gratitude to an author who wrote a book that really blessed us, or a, somebody that sang a song, Justin will have people, I'm sure, come up to him after concerts and say, thank you, thank you for that incredible concert. Why are they doing that? Because in the process of giving thanks, expressing gratitude, the joy that they experience during the concert is extended yeah. and it's increased. And we see that with, with anyone that has blessed us significantly. When we express gratitude, our joy that we originally experienced is then increased and extended. And that's a big deal to God. God wants us to learn to live lives 
that are continually filled with joy. And as we learn to focus on the blessings and express gratitude for those blessings, then our joy is extended. We learn to live in that joy even when the blessings are overshadowed by problems and pain. That's why people in the future. like Stephen, I was just reading, um, as a martyr, could raise up his, his hands while he's being stoned and give thanks. Where does that come from? It does yes. not come from that. At that at moment, that, that's right. right. He was How do you prepared. Do that? He was prepared, unlike those explorers. He was prepared for the difficulties because he had lived a life of thanks and right. gratitude leading up so to that time. So when pushed, that's what comes out. That's exactly right. The other reason that it's such a big deal to God that we learn to be grateful and express thanks is because of the impact that it has on others. God wants us to communicate to others that He is worthy of our trust. He's worthy to be investigated. He's worthy to be loved. And when people watch us live lives of gratitude, that communicates to them, maybe that God that that person believes in is worth looking into, worth trusting, worth loving. I find it very significant, Shirley, that uh, if you read carefully Israel's journey through the wilderness for 40 years, the number one sin that God got upset with them about, far and above any other sin that they committed, was the sin of complaining. And God was, took that very seriously when they would complain against Him. And what it says over and over and over again, it's He was concerned about His reputation in the eyes of the peoples hmm. that lived around hmm. Israel. He did not want the message communicated to those people groups that didn't know Him yet that God was insufficient, that God was stingy, that God was lacking or untrustworthy or disappointing. God wanted these people groups that didn't know Him yet to hear that God was faithful and that God loved them and that God could be depended upon and that God would be a source of provision and protection and abundance. Um, Paul says in Romans 2 that the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. You, the people of God, when we complain, when we're not grateful, when we choose to focus on our lack rather than on our abundance, what we're communicating to the unsaved world, to our children, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, my God is insufficient. Mm -hmm. My God is stingy. My God cannot be depended upon. Therefore, I've got to do it myself. Just like Mr. Anderson. I've got to take care of me and mine because God cannot be depended upon to do so. Now, in the last minute that we've got, I just want to challenge us to do something. I'm going to give everybody some Thanksgiving homework. All right. Everybody okay? loves some good homework. I want to give everybody three things that I think are important for us to do. If this is speaking to us today, our need to be thankful and to not just be thankful, but to express that gratitude. How can we do that? Why should we do that? I think one of the things that we ought to do, a dear lady in your life and in my life that uh, impacted us profoundly years ago, 30 years ago, she wrote us a thank you or a little note the other day, just a couple of days ago, expressing how proud she was of us and how thankful she was for us and 
for different things that we had done for her family, et cetera. And what an impact that that had upon us. And I just, you know, do we see the, it, it, it really impacted us profoundly that somebody would remember and express gratitude for our efforts to be a blessing to her and her family. And I think we minimize how powerful a note or an email might be in the life of somebody that sovereignly needs that word of encouragement, that your life matters, that it's been well-lived, that your sacrifices were noticed and valued and important for us to just take a moment and write a letter, write a note, write an email, and express a text and say, hey, I'm grateful for you. I love you. I'm better because of you. I don't think we, we can... Uh, ever uh, uh, minimize the, the, the importance of that. A second thing that I think that we ought to think about is going to church. And when the worship team or the worship leader stands to lead the, the, the people of God in worship and thanks and praise, what do we do? What do I do? Do I stand in the back yapping it up with my buddies laughing and Carrying on, what does that communicate? What does it communicate when my children and grandchildren and friends see me stand up and start singing thanks and praise to God for His blessings, for dying for me on the cross and making me His child, um, for loving me and providing for me and all the promises that God has uh, uh, given me and fulfilled for me? That message that I'm conveying to my children, to my mate, to my friends, um, that I am grateful and God is worthy to be trusted. He is faithful and can be dependent versus the people that um, just stand in the back or, or wait till after the worship is over to walk in the door. What does that communicate about your understanding of God's blessings and the importance of gratitude for those blessings. And then the last thing I'll say just very quickly, and that is there's something very powerful in the Bible. You never see Jesus and you never see the Apostle Paul ever once eat a bite of food without saying thanks first. They said, thank you, God, for the food I'm about to eat. And I know that's an old, maybe antiquated habit of set before we eat saying, thank you, God. But I'm telling you, there's something powerful about stopping that reminder that what I'm about to eat and everything else as well is a gift from God. Um, Write a letter. Write a note. Send an email. Send a text this week. Um, Go to church and stand and participate in giving thanks to God. And say, not just over the Thanksgiving meal, Everybody does that. But to say thank you, God, for this peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I'm about to eat. Um, I'm grateful. I acknowledge that it's a gift and a source of provision from you. We're going to end today by just uh, celebrating the Lord's Supper and um, really giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks for what Jesus did for us on the cross. So I'm going to give you, this is our Christmas plate. Yes, it is. And uh, we're just going to eat that which represents the body of Jesus that he had nailed on a cross. And we're going to drink 
that which represents his blood that he shed on the cross. Why? So that we could have our sins forgiven and so that we could be adopted into the family of God. Let's give thanks. Lord Jesus, we are thankful for all of the blessings that fill our minds and for the billions of blessings that we are blind to or unaware of. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins. We love you. We bless you as our source of all that is good. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lord bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire darkest night you're close like no other i've known you like a father i've known you as a friend i have lived in the goodness of god and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, it's running after me Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I'll give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I'll give you everything. Cause your goodness is running after, it's running after me. And 
And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you guys again for coming back. We are Christ Community Church. We'll be back next week, 10, 15. Uh, YouTube and Facebook Live. Um, what else, Zach Smith? You got anything to say? I'm full from Thanksgiving. Thank you, Ducks. Thank you so much for joining us today. Y'all come back next week. We'll be here. See you next Sunday.